Have the Louisville Cardinals found one of their starting guards for 2023-24? On today's episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast, we're going to talk about new Louisville commit Illinois transfer Sky Clark will start for the Louisville Cardinals next season. Uh, with that being said, let's get right on into the show. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On the Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Alton Pence. I serve as a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone. Also do some PA announcing work for the university in various sports. Want to take this time to thank you all personally for making us your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, the Locked On the Louisville Podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team, every day. The Louisville men's basketball team has a new commitment, Illinois transfer Sky Clark. We're going to talk about why I believe he will start next season. We'll also talk about two new players that the Cardinals have reached out to and would be solid additions. That is Vanderbilt transfer Miles Studi and um, Bryant transfer Charles Pride. So we'll begin with the big news on Thursday evening. Uh, Illinois transfer Sky Clark committed to the Louisville program just days after he officially entered the transfer portal and announced that he would be visiting the Cardinals program. Now, Clark is no stranger to Kenny Payne and the Cardinals. Um, he listed Louisville in his final six before seemingly um, deciding between Louisville and Illinois. But ultimately, once Clark hits the portal, it's no secret that um, you know there would be interest from Louisville and vice versa. A visit is lined up very quickly. He's on campus on Tuesday, and then two days later, well... A commitment comes from a former five-star prospect continuing that momentum from earlier on in the week, um, adding some more help for next season. Um, on Sunday, the Cardinals program picked up a commitment from 7-foot-1, 2023 top 20 prospect Dennis Evans. There was also talks of you know Louisville being trending or trending for 2024 five-star prospect um, Trenton Flowers, who makes his commitment on Friday and then making the final two for Carter Bryant, a top five player in the 2024 class. But Sky Clark, now a Cardinal. Louisville is up to 13 field scholarships currently up to date. So no more spots available at the moment, but you would assume that more spots are going to fill up. This shouldn't really surprise anyone. I think that this was... Probably one of those things. Obviously, Sky Clark's name had been tossed around by Louisville fans over the past couple months when he took his leave of absence from Illinois, and there were some rumblings that he may transfer out. A lot of people thought, well, Sky Clark would be a solid um, you know, guard for Louisville. Now, granted, I will say this. I don't know why he stepped away. He played 13 games, started 12 of them for the Fighting Illini this past season before stepping away um, from the program due to personal reasons. <clears throat> This is not the show that you can come to and expect me to fuel the speculation. I don't know why he stepped away. I have no clue, and I'm not even going to start you know, uh, playing the hypotheticals or anything like that or trying to guess what it could be because it's none of my business. I hope at this point whatever he stepped away for is being handled or has been handled, and um, he's in a better place mentally than – you know, he was when he stepped away, but that's all you can hope for. I think, personally, Sky Clark will start for the Louisville men's basketball team for a handful of reasons. 
next season. Number one, guard availability. At this point in time, there are 13 field scholarships for Louisville going into next year. Granted, some more spots are going to open up. I mean, you're probably thinking guys like uh, maybe Jalen Withers, uh, Roosevelt Wheeler, uh, some other players are going to enter the portal, opening up some spots. But as of right now, you look at the you look at the positions, you look at the roster breakdown. If L. Ellis does not come back, then Sky Clark is the only true guard on the roster. Outside of, I mean, sure you can say guys like Karan Davis or Mike James or um, you know whoever it may be are guards, but I really argue that they're more wings than guards. And even if you do classify them as guards, they're not point guards. Sky Clark. Some believe he's more of a um, you know a smaller two guard, being you know six foot three, but still I think he has that ability to handle the basketball. The ability to facilitate has shown that promise of facilitating. So I think he would be the only facilitator on the team. Reason number one, I think availability. I think the um, the notion that he is one of the only guards on the team would almost kind of have him be a pencil in for the starting roster. But I think that you can't just look at it that way. I think he's talented enough to be a starter as well. Uh, this past season for Illinois, seven points per game, 3.7 rebounds per game, two assists. I will say Illinois fans were not necessarily as high on Clark as a lot of Louisville fans project to be. I think that, um, a lot of Illinois fans, judging by what they've said, uh, Sky Clark uh, played better against worse competition. So when you look at his game logs, I mean, that pretty much checks out. He scored in double figures in one, two, three, four of his games, and only one of them was against um, a rank. Well, one of them was against a ranked team. Two were against Power Five. Scored 11 against Penn State. Um, scored 10 against UCLA, but his career high against 19 comes to Lindenwood, who I believe is an FCA or a D2 team. Um, and then Kansas City, he had 10 points, but there were some other games where he didn't necessarily do that well. One for six against Northwestern, for four against Missouri. Um, let's see, two, only two for five against Texas. 0 for 10 against Syracuse down in the Jimmy V Classic. So on and so forth. So I think that as good as Sky Clark I think he can be I think that some of what Illinois fans are are you know he is talented but really wasn't able to put it together now granted he was a true freshman I have my doubts as to whether or not he was fully um you know healthy and rehabilitated from that ACL tear that he had been dealing with his senior year of high school so I think that that's one thing I'm looking to see now is is he going to be fully healthy was he fully healthy from that it's yet to be seen um I I think that I would caution Louisville fans to believe that he's going to be like a lottery pick next year or anything um because I think that there is some risk because you know he averaged seven points per game but, um, you know, if you were expecting him to make the jump and be, you know, Louisville's go-to guy and leading scorer, I, I, I think that, you know, there's a lot of reward and risk potential. I think that Sky Clark has a ton of talent. We've seen that. We've seen that three-level scoring ability. We've seen the facilitation ability, you know, being six foot three, 200 pounds, utilizes his size really well. I think his defensive upside is something we need to focus on as well. I think that as long as the effort's there, which at – most times at Illinois, he was very attentive on the defensive end. Um, 
had some trouble blowing by his man last season, but I I wonder was that due to the reason of you know not being fully healthy? We don't know, but he can create his own shots and he can shoot the ball from deep. That's something that Louisville struggled with last season as a whole. Um, I will say at this point though, I. I was really surprised by how much Illinois fans were absolutely going at Sky Clark on social media on Thursday evening. I understand that they just lost the NCAA tournament emotionally, but to see the masses just go at Sky Clark and just talk about how bad he was, and I'm thinking, okay, the way they're talking about him, you would have thought he averaged 0.0 points per game. Um, and I understand it's not that doesn't represent the majority of the Illinois fan base, and I'm not, you know, singling out Illinois because there is a portion of Louisville fans that do that, um, that, um, you know, don't necessarily uh, say nice things to guys that transfer out. Um, I think that you're rarely ever going to see a program whose player is leaving and going somewhere else going to speak highly of said player. Um, but I was just really appalled by the amount of negativity in the comment section Um on Twitter and stuff like that, that, that just really, really um, wowed me. So I, I don't necessarily think that all that's true that Illinois fans are saying that he's just so bad that he's not that good, that, um, you know, all he did was beat up on bad teams that he showed no promise because I, I just don't agree. I watched um, probably about four to five games in which he did play. Cause I was curious to see how he would look. Um, sure. I think he has a lot to work on. He has a lot to grow in his game, but he has that potential. And if this coaching, if this coaching staff can, um, you know, get him on the pathway of, you know, you know, being a lead guard at the collegiate level consistently. I think that he's in, he's going to be in a good spot. Uh, obviously there's some concern as to, you know, him uh, bouncing around, you know, high school to high school and now transferring to college. I mean, I, I look, I mean, it is what it is. I, I'm not going to look too much into it at this point in time. Um, hopefully it's a move that, Bodes well for both parties. I think it will. Sky Clark comes to a prestigious university um, or a prestigious program, I should say, um, a top five to seven college basketball program of all time, um, which some people who don't ever watch Louisville over the past 40 years will say it's not, but I don't care. Um, you know, playing at Louisville with the coaching staff that he's familiar with in an offense that he's going to have a lot of priority with um, and, you know, a lot of production possibility as well. So I like this move for both parties, and I think he's going to be starting for the Cardinals next season. So, But like I said, I think that with Louisville going after more players along with Sky Clark, it shows that there's going to be some more roster turnover. We're going to talk about two players that the Cardinals have recently reached out to that I think are, would be solid options. Um, one of them is Vanderbilt transfer Miles Studi. We'll talk about him here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at FanDuel. We're about a month left of the regular season of the NBA, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe and secure and super easy to use. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance for a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. Um, as many of you know, I'm a big Rockets fan who we just beat the uh, Los Angeles Lakers two nights ago. Um, I was on FanDuel 
just a couple minutes before the game, kind of seeing what they had available. Um, and it was just awesome to see how many exclusive bets they have all across the board. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back when you go fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Hey, Cardinal fans, thanks again for making Locked On Louisville your first listen every day. Grab your bracket and go listen to the Locked On College Basketball Bracket Breakdown. The NCAA tournament is in full effect now with national analysis and the insights from our local experts. The Locked On College Basketball Bracket Breakdown has everything you need to make the most informed decisions on your bracket. Find the episode on Locked On College Basketball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Okay, moving right on along into the second segment of the show, we're going to talk about the first of two recent players that the Cardinals reached out to via the transfer portal that I believe would be solid options for next year's team. The first one is Miles Studi, the transfer from Vanderbilt. Um, Played three seasons at Vanderbilt in his three years, started 59 games, averaged a career high in minutes this past year. Um, this past season, 8.4 points per game while shooting 35% from the field, 36% from behind the arc and 70, or I'm sorry, 67% from the free throw line, 4.6 rebounds, which is a career high, uh, to go on with 0.6 assists, uh, 0.6 steals and 0.1 blocks averages just about 1.3 turnovers per game as well. So Studi, the six foot seven junior from the Washington DC area, um, plays more like a wing, and he has had a long list of suitors that have reached out over the past couple days since he has entered the portal. Nebraska, Iowa, VCU, Seton Hall, Georgia, Pittsburgh, Arkansas, Miami, A&M, just to name a couple. So as we talked about uh, a transfer last week who had really only gotten some interest from mid-major schools, no shortage of Power 5 schools in line to get an opportunity opportunity to recruit Miles Studi. Studi have um you know started multiple games, um, a plethora of games actually at the Power 5 level. Um Vanderbilt's coaching staff essentially said that uh Miles Studi wanted the opportunity to have a larger role on offense to be more than just a shooter, which Miles Studi is um basically in my opinion a solid 3 and D wing. What I mean by that, for those who aren't familiar with the terminology, 3 and D is they shoot the ball well from behind the arc and they're solid defensively. I don't necessarily think that Miles Studi is going to transfer somewhere and be a primary creator. Um, I think he has solid handles and he's shown the ability at times. I mean, you watch the games that Vanderbilt's played. Um, Studi has shown the ability to put the ball on the deck and um, you know, get to the rim, the ability to create his shot in the mid-range, although it's not something that he does often or really honestly efficiently when you look at the field goal percentage being what it is, 35% from the field. He's mainly a 3 and D player. He's a wing that you're going to recruit if you are hurting um, in the perimeter shooting and the defense categories, which, spoiler alert, Louisville is hurting in both. So I like this. Uh, I would like this possible addition for the Cardinals for the reasons of it fitting needs for the Cardinals rather than, you know, you banking on star potential. Because as much as Louisville needs those players that can be priority, you know, options in terms of scoring, I don't think that, you know, you're, you're going to go to the portal and get five players of that caliber. 
Um, right now, you know, the addition of Sky Clark, you're sitting at 13 scholarships. You can make the argument that, okay, Dalton, you say that they need a couple of those, you know, productive scores. Well, if they're only going to clear a certain amount of more spots, they still need to go out and, and get those scores. I agree. I definitely agree. But I think that if you were to add either one of these two players we're talking about, and actually Charles Pride probably fits the mold of one of those priority scores that we talked about. But Miles Studi can fit a role here at Louisville that Louisville desperately needs. They need perimeter shooting. You look at the team right now. You look at what they're you know, looking at next season. Sky Clark has the ability to knock down the deep ball, but I wouldn't necessarily go as far as saying he's a great shooter being 33% from the field. Um, if Jalen Withers stays, which I'm not sure he does, he can shoot the deep ball. Same with JJ Trainer, who I think can shoot the deep ball. You have a lot of players that can shoot on the team, but they're not shooters. I don't look at one player that could possibly be coming back and think, okay, he is going to be a knockdown shooter. You need guys that can shoot the ball from deep, um, especially with Louisville's playing style. It seems like it would benefit with the ability to have you know, shooters from deep mouse duty does not need a lot of space to shoot the basketball. He is a high volume perimeter shooter. Um, 36% from the field on six attempts per game. Uh, 43% the year prior on attempts per game. I mean, those are very, very solid numbers. Um, you can't refute that he's a very, very solid shooter. Um, not necessarily huge on creating his own shot behind the arc but does a great job of you know being a spot up guy in the corner you know outside on the perimeter having guys take it to the basket and then kick it out I think that that would have really boded well for Louisville this past year but unfortunately there weren't many players um, that could consistently shoot the ball well from behind the arc for the Cardinals in 2022-23 season but possible addition defensively I think you know with his length six foot seven 215 pound frame He's a plus level defender, you know. Hence the three and D term. I think um, his ability to switch anywhere from two through four. I, I like his on ball defense, and I like his ability to, um, you know, not get caught ball watching. Does a good job of, of guarding, um, you know, movement um, near the basket and under the basket, near the baseline, so on and so forth. And unfortunately, that's just something that Louisville had struggled with um, all season. So. I think that this possible addition would be one squarely based upon filling needs. And yes, scoring responsibilities are filling needs, but make no mistake about it. If Miles Studi can give you a production like he gave Vanderbilt over the past couple seasons, where over the past two years he averaged over eight points per game, if you can get that same level of production, if you're the Cardinals, you have to feel good about it. Um, if you're getting over 35% on over five attempts from behind the arc and solid defensive play, it's a no-brainer addition for the Cardinals program. Now, granted, um, you know, for Studi, I think that, you know, there's a log jam right now at the wing position. You have to wonder, you know, okay, am I going to get those opportunities? Well, that is yet to be seen. I do think that, um, you know, he'd probably be in line to start games. I think he's a guy that if he's not starting, he's a six man right off the bench um, because I really don't see a situation to where he would come to Louisville if he wasn't promised a starting position just based upon, you know, my thoughts and my intuition. So um, 
I would like this uh, possible addition. It would make a lot of sense for the Cardinals. I'm not sure how you know feasible or plausible this possible move is. I guess we will see if a visit is scheduled. So, But for the remainder of the show, we'll talk about another guy has, who has entered the transfer portal that the Cardinals have reached out to, Bryant Guard, Charles Pride. We'll do that here in just a second. Here, after we talk about um, some solid news, um, this past week has been a big week for the Locked on the Louisville podcast, um, continually rising up the viewers' um, numbers. Um, We are over, uh, I think, 1,200 subscribers on YouTube now, so very, very um, thankful for that, very grateful. I I can't express my gratitude enough for you all that are listening, watching, subscribing, rating, sharing the podcast on whatever streaming service and social media platform you do it on. I appreciate that a ton. So, But one segment left. On today's episode of the show, we just talked about Miles Studi. The Cardinals reached out to him. They also reached out to Bryant veteran guard Charles Pride. Pride currently hearing from Arkansas, Rhode Island, Loyola, Chicago, and San Francisco. So um, sort of a recent phenomenon. I think he entered the portal in the last 24 to 48 hours. Six foot four, 200-pound native of Syracuse, New York. Played four seasons uh, with the Bryant Bulldogs and... Um, was an absolutely phenomenal player for the past, really the past four seasons. Started um, as a freshman, 15 of the 29 games, averaging eight points per game. Every season after that, double-figure scoring. 13.7 as a sophomore, 17.7 as a junior, and then this year saw a little bit of a step back in production, 14.6 points per game. Um, But statistically speaking, solid numbers. Um, If you... Don't know, the 50-40-90 club is elite when it comes to field goal percentage. So 50% field goal, 40% from behind the arc, and 90% from the free throw line. Uh, Charles Pride is very close to that. 45% from the field while averaging 11 shots per game. 37% from behind the arc on five attempts per game. And 85% from the free throw line to go with 6.1 rebounds and 2.4 assists, 1.3 steals. Um, There is the question of, okay, he comes from a mid-major, so is he going to be able to translate that production to the Power 5? And that's always a good question. That is the number one question is, can you replicate that? I'm not sure if he can replicate it, but you look at what he's done um, looking at the competition that he faced this season, um, had 13 points. At Syracuse, um, had 23 and a loss to Cincinnati. Trying to look at the the big-time games that he's played over the past couple of seasons against solid competition. Against Clemson, only had eight points. He was 2 of 10 from the field. Against Houston, 1 of 10 from the field, uh, two points. They lost 111 to 44. Had nine points against Cincinnati. Saw most of his production um, in conference play where he had Um, A bunch of 30-point games, 44 against uh, St. Francis, Pennsylvania, um, 24 against Fairleigh Dickinson, who's a 16 seed. Um, And they actually made the NCAA tournament last year at a 13-point game in the first first four. Um, and, And then, actually, let's see. No, had eight points in the first four loss to Wright State. So, not a ton of production against big-time opponents uh, the year prior, 15 against Syracuse, and it looks like that's probably going to be all it is. Um, so, I mean, you have to really 
determine whether or not that's going to translate. I think he does a good job of utilizing his frame, six foot four, two hundred pounds, um, ability to handle the basketball. Um, played more so, I would say, handled the ball a lot for Bryant, probably because he had to. But um, I think probably projects to be a shooting guard at the next level, a secondary ball handler. So I think he would be able to coexist in the backcourt with a player like Sky Clark. Um, does a good job of putting the ball on the floor and getting to the rim, utilizing his size, finishing through contact. And then you see the three-point percentage on five attempts per game. He does a good job of creating his own shot. Was pretty much um, you know, the heartbeat of this Bryant offense, um, and, and for good measure, obviously. But um, I, I think that, let's see, actually the, over the past couple of seasons, because this year it was, a little, it was a little bit more of a – um, balanced approach. You had Doug Ader. Um, uh, oh gosh, why am I drawing a why am I drawing a blank? Peacocks, the team that went to uh, the team that went to the Elite Eight. Why can't I, I I remember who that is? Why am I ha- St. Peter's? Duh. Um, you know Sharif Gross Bullock averaged seventeen point one points per game. This past season, um, after transferring him from LaSalle, Earl Timberlake from Miami also transferred in. So I, I think, you know, he would probably be brought in as a scorer. You have to wonder, you know, I mean, it seems like Arkansas reaches out to every possible transfer in the portal. Um, you know, is he a guy that can translate that skill set over to the Power 5 level? I'm not sure. I mean, he's had some respectable games. I think that, um, you know, it would be a risk. I think he has the scoring ability to probably be solid at the Power 5 level, and the Louisville is really not in a in too big of a, a situation to be able to turn down that level of guard play. But, um, you know, there is a real need to be in the tournament next year if you are the Cardinals. I think Pride would be a solid addition. Could he be a double-digit scorer at the ACC level? Sure. I think he's a veteran player that, um, you know, was probably a type of player that Louisville Louisville fans wish that the Cardinals would have gotten in the last offseason ahead of this year, but I digress. Uh, that's water under the bridge. Um, I think he'd be a solid addition as well. I think, you know, solid on-ball defense, but also, um, you know, filling some of that scoring responsibility that you're going to have to, especially if L. Ellis does not come back. So, um, Basically, I think that Miles Studi, Charles Pride, I'm not sure how um, you know likely it is that they come to Louisville. It's still in the early stages, but we know that there is interest from the Cardinals who have reached out. So we'll continue to monitor those situations. So that's going to wrap up today's episode of the Locked on the Louisville podcast. Everyone have a great day, and we will see you right back here very soon.